Welcome back to another episode of the 100k Freelancer Club podcast. We're here to try and help you on your journey to becoming a high-earning freelancer, a freelancer full of confidence, and of course, what everyone wants is to make loads of money, and we'll try our very best to help you on that journey. My name's Niall. Joining me for today's episode of the podcast, I've got Jacob Bricker. Hello, mate. Hello, how are you doing? I'm fine, and I'm going to be even better at the end of this, because today we're talking about how not to get scammed, <laughs> and it's something that... Um, We've got a little bit of experience in, of course, knowing about how not to get scammed. That's really important. You will find people try and trip you up along the way. There are some rather heinous people out there that try and uh, break the law and find ways to try and trip you up on your freelance journey. So that's what we'll be talking about on today's podcast. We are recording in a rather unusual place today, a makeshift studio. We're currently enjoying a bit of a break, but we thought, why not squeeze a podcast in? So we've got two sort of leather chairs and a, and a chest of drawers with a microphone perched upon it in between us, the laptop's rolling. We're doing this uh, in a rather bootleg location, a makeshift studio compared to what we're normally used to. But who cares, we're working on the road, JB, aren't we? Working on the road. Exactly, that's what that free, uh, freelancer lifestyle is all about. But before we get into the guts of the show, why not follow us on Twitter? Check us out on social media. On Twitter it is at 100kfreelancer, that's where you need to go to find us. And on Instagram we're also there as well, at 100kfreelancerclub. So make sure you send us any messages you might want answered on the podcast, on the socials. And the main thing you need to do is go to 100kfreelancerclub.com and sign up for your free trial of our course and become a part of our community of freelancers. I'm there, JB's there, Stephen Box is there, we've got Discord chats, Facebook groups, any way you want any questions answered, get on to there, sign up for your free trial, get involved and we'll try our very best to answer them. You never know, you might even get a shout out on the podcast. Hit subscribe so you never miss another episode again. But let's get straight into it. Let's not waste any more time introducing ourselves. Let's talk about being scammed. No one likes being scammed. No one likes attempts at being scammed. But it's kind of happened to all of us. Everyone's had an email from that dodgy prince that lives in a strange country that says he's got a million yeah, dollar dividend Nigerian for you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> We've uh, all had that email. Your great uncle's just died and yeah. left you 50 million. Yes. Um, yeah. All you need is your bank details, <laughs> your credit card details, your credit card number, all of that sort of stuff. We've all seen it. It's very, very common nowadays, JB, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I think it's so common that you're so used to the scams that they don't even register. Like when you're flicking through your emails, you know, you see one from a Nigerian prince or whatever, the common ones that you, we've seen for years, you just delete them straight away. Yeah, of course. You don't, you, you, don't, you don't even think about it, which now I think brings about another danger, which some of the newer scams, because there's new scams every month going on, uh, they sort of catch you by guard. Actually, the other day, um, somebody called me, uh, I missed the phone number, and I uh, missed the phone call, and I had a voicemail, and I picked up the voicemail and it was like, oh, this is uh, HMRC. You... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so scary enough as it is. I was like, oh my God. So uh, this is HMRC. Uh, we're calling you Jacob Brickle because you've been involved in um, tax fraud and you owe us some money. Please call this, blah, 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 and please settle the amount you owe. So I'm hearing tax fraud and I owe money and I'm immediately panicking. The first thing I want to do is just call HMRC and pay him back the money because I don't want to go to jail for tax fraud, right? But, you know, I, I let the panic set in for a couple of seconds. Just take a step back, 
first first thing you can do, obviously, is just Google if it's from a phone. Just Google the number that called you, mm-hmm. and often other people will have flagged that sure. as a spam number. The, so the likelihood of you phone. being the first person to it's be a victim unlikely, of that scam yeah. is very unlikely. And as you say, take a step back. Don't let the knee jerk reaction happen, and just kind of assess the situation as well as you can in that moment. For instance, the likelihood of HMRC calling you is very, very slim. They often do things... Yeah, actually, in, they will never call you. Exactly. So that's that's one thing I looked up, is that they, HMRC will never call you. No, because of exact reasons like this. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, that's a, a fine example to kick off the show. But it's all about, isn't it, taking that step back, as you say, and just using a bit of common sense and just assessing that situation. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, if it sounds too good to be true... It definitely is too good <laughs> to be true. Um, and there, there's, there's a couple of different types of scams that apply specifically to freelancers. And there's some low-level ones that you won't end up losing out much other than a mm. bit of time. And then there's other ones which could lead to like identity theft and stuff like that. Sure. So you really have got to be um, aware. So you say that phone call one the other day. Did that, did that catch you out? Obviously, you said you Googled it in the end. Obviously, that sounds like it didn't catch you out. It really did. Uh, oh, oh, so I you nearly actually, went for it. I nearly went for it. It's, it's, it's because I'm at a point uh, in uh, my well business where we're starting to take on a lot more revenue. We're employing more people and stuff like that. And I'm working with the accountants closely to make sure the tax is right. You know, we recently gone over um, uh, the VAT threshold. So now we've got to start paying VAT and stuff like that. So I, I, it just got me right place, right time that that scam was actually perfect for me. Sure. So I often, I, I thought like, you know, I wasn't, I know I'm not doing any illegal activities. I'm not doing tax fraud or whatever. I pay my tax every year. We've got accountants to deal with all that stuff. Um, so I'm fine. But it's just, it was just in that moment, you know, like oh, that that's all that was going through my head. I was like, maybe HMRC got this wrong. Planted a seed of doubt in your head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It planted a seed of doubt in my head. But then um, like... I did, after taking a step back, obviously I Googled the number, could be flag, looked up HMRC, um, their policies and stuff like that, and one of them is that they will never call you. Mm. So if you're in the States or something, it might be a bit different. So here in England, and I think, well, I'm not going to say the other countries, I think, because I might be wrong, but in England, uh, the tax man will never call you. Sure. They'll only contact you via your online admin. Sure. And uh, by post, mm. so it's like really official, goes to your address or whatever. But yeah, that really, that really did right time just uh, catch true, me out there. And it's like, it. mm. it, it's like um, I, I've been, I've been actually scammed uh, before. Yes, yeah, so I was so, in a car accident. Yeah, tell me about, tell me about the couple because there's definitely been more than one time where, <laughs> where you've you've clicked maybe somewhere I, you shouldn't have clicked. <laughs> yeah, it just seems like it. These scams, right? That you look, you you often see on TV and YouTube and stuff like that, people being scammed, and you think you must be so stupid. Like, how do you fall for that? <laughs> but bear in mind, these people that these scams are probably contacting, email, ringing people, hundreds of thousands, people. hundreds yeah. of times mm-hmm. every day, every hour, right? So they're just playing a numbers game, right? If so they've got a one in a thousand strike rate, that's fine for them. Exactly, yeah, sure. yeah, because it makes so much money from it. And the, the, the one that actually got me was a couple of years ago. I was in a car accident um, and, it, you know, it was all right. I didn't, like, no serious injuries or anything like that. A bit shaken up. But two days later, I get this phone call 
And I'd already been in contact with my insurance and everything, you know, like been involved in a car crash, blah, 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 I need to sort it out. I need, I need like, my car was still on the road because it was undrivable, so I needed, you know, the insurance to pay somebody to go collect it, all that sort of stuff. I needed injury claims, blah, 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 blah. So I'd done all that stuff immediately that night and the day after with my insurance. And then two days later, I get this phone call come through and it's like, oh, hi, Jacob, we're calling about your, uh, your car accident claim. And I just assumed it was my insurance company. So I was like, oh, right, yeah, okay, cool. What do you need? <laughs> and basically, <laughs> anything he said, I gave to him. Obviously, I didn't give him like my bank details and stuff like that. But anything he asked, I gave to him because I and just what assumed. Sort of, what sort of things did he ask you? How would they know otherwise? Yeah, of course. But what sort of things did he ask you? So he was just asking me, um, you know, information about me, my name, date mm. of birth, address, stuff like that. Um, and he basically wanted to take over the rights of... So they didn't want to steal directly from my bank account, but they wanted to take over the rights of the case. So basically somebody crashed into me, so I'm liable for like claims and stuff like that. So my ins- my insurance company sues the other insurance company, the guy that crashed into me, and they give me... That's where the money comes from. Yeah, that's, that's where I get the money to buy a new car, stuff like that, whatever, pay for my medical bills. But... This other guy, you know, they got in contact and they wanted to basically steal the case so, uh, and they would charge me 50% or something like that of anything I won. So they would still provide me with a legal service just at like an extremely high rate. So say I got like 5,000 or whatever, they'd take 2.5K, mm-hmm. uh, which is a bit of a scam. But that's, that's what I mean. And like, it's, it's just at that moment in time. Like, obviously, I, I still get those phone calls, you know, today like somebody rings me up I'm like oh I'm calling about your accident you just put the phone down straight away you think yeah. how could anybody have fallen for that but if you had an accident yesterday and somebody calls you today I'm calling about your accident you, you might just be more inclined assume, to say yeah, something yeah, yeah. You, you, you're more inclined um, and, and then what about the other one that you mentioned about you, you've spoken to me about this before uh, working with a client a client tried to scam you or it wasn't a real client anyway it was yeah. a, a false client well it was actually it seemed like um a referral so i was basically just uh, an email popped up in my inbox and they said hi uh this company that you're working with and i was actually working with them have recommended you and they said that your services are really good or whatever, and I was only about 19 at the time. Okay, maybe so still 19, quite early 20. on in the freelance yeah, journey. Yeah, so really early on in my freelance career. And yeah, they emailed me saying like, oh, we love your work with this other company, uh, blah, 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 blah. We'd love you to work for us. And they're like, we, we want you to do our new e-commerce system. Um, not too big. Here's the, um, like, it's, it's like a crazy amount of money. Like, like, 25 grand for like four weeks worth or something like that so your eyes lit up so my eyes lit up yeah like straight away i was like oh yeah go on then that sounds pretty good 19 and all that's a load of money so i was like all right do this and then they said and in the email it's like yeah so the details of the payment whatever blah 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 blah. like you'll get this much money it should take this long we love your work from the other guy and then they said the brief the full brief for the project is in this google drive folder so I like, click this link. So I click the link. I can right? see where this is going. <laughs> yeah. I click the link and then it asked me to, like, full branded Google, looked exactly the same, asked me to sign in. And it was like, 
uh, yeah, sign into your Google Drive to access this. So I, you know, email address, password. You nearly gave it in. away then. And then I got the, <laughs> yeah, 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 I actually, <laughs> would have been scammed by all the listeners. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then I got redirected to like my actual Google Drive page, right? So I went back to the email and clicked the link again and noticed that it was Google but spelt funny. Right. So I immediately knew that they've just got some domain name that was like Google programmed or designed it to look exactly the same as a Google Drive login and mm. then once somebody once somebody submits on their details they've redirected me to just Google right because if you go to drive.google.com and you're signed in it goes straight to your page just try and make it look less suspicious just I presume. try and make yeah. it look less suspicious yeah so I'd done that and then immediately realized it popped up you know someone's access access your account from California or whatever so I just had to immediately change all of my passwords, two-factor authentication, all that sort of stuff. Like, mm. just reset everything. Um, but that, yeah, that is one common scam in the freelance industry. Is they'll send you stuff that it might not even be too good to be true. You know, they might send you like a generic, like at your. They might look at your freelance profile on freelancer.com. You work for thirty dollars an hour. They might just say, you know, thirty dollars an hour for this contract. Look at the brief, and you click through to that. Just make sure, like this is common cybersecurity, but make sure the web address is the website that you are on. Sure. So, you know, it might be Google with five O's, you know, <laughs> but just make sure it's like the real Google and that's a bit of like uh, common sense there. Mm. But yeah, they're, they're more of the serious ones that could probably lead to identity theft, you losing money out of your bank account I mean, and did, stuff like that. Did getting caught out by those make you more wary of scams coming your way in the future has that made you extra yeah. vigilant now a looking ahead 100 percent, yeah um it's basically at that point because i'm in um web and programming anyway so like i was very you know new to new to the game at that point sure and after that point it was after that that i really started to take a strong focus on cyber security and applying that to my clients right. and stuff like that as well but even on like my own level i'm just so weary now to double check things before i go through even logging into a site um and that's really you know sharpened me up on that but there are some other milder scams out there or especially on freelance marketplaces yes yeah. so somebody might offer um they'll put up an offer say 100 euros an hour i want this basic thing done yeah so you spend your time um it's not even so much a scam is it it's just more of a time wasting thing yeah like exactly. for instance yeah i mean i think I, I know what you're about to say there you know you, you go onto somewhere like freelancer.com or, or upwork or whatever and you see that they're advertising for they want you know for instance a web developer like what you've just said for a hundred dollars an hour would be a good example and you click on it and you spend a couple of hours applying for it and you go through all the things you need to go through with a fine tooth comb and then you submit it and they, they come back and say, actually, this job isn't $100 an hour, it's $6 an hour. And you feel like you've been scammed. You feel like you've had your time wasted, basically. Yeah, exactly. Which time for freelancers is valuable, as, as everyone mm -hmm. knows. And we've discussed on this show before. It's similar to Depop, you know, that app where you sell clothes. Oh, or yeah. Facebook Marketplace is another example where they put the price as $1 million. And you think, well, it can't be that expensive. And you click on it and it says... 
make me an offer. It's yeah. a similar thing to that. It's just something to try and grab your attention. Mm. Or they'll put the prices free and you'll click yeah. on it and you'll go, oh, you know, there's a nice mountain bike there. I'll get that for free when actually it says value is 200 quid. It just gets people to click on it. So I think yeah. that those things are, are ones to, to watch out for. Just well, What you have got to be careful for is on places like freelancer.com, there's a charge for both sides, right? So if somebody puts a project up for... So they want to put a really high price on it so it stands out. They're going to pay you 25 grand exactly, for yeah. a one-day photo shoot or something that's like wildly, you know, like... Unrealistic. Yeah, unrealistic, yeah. too good to be true, loads of money, right? You, 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 can apply, you can apply for that, right? So you'll apply for the job, okay, yeah, I'll do it for 25K one day, but when they invite you to do that project so they get okay we've selected you we want you to do this for 25 grand mm -hmm. when you accept that project you have to pay 10 percent on freelancer you have to pay 10 percent up front okay because you've got a 10 percent fee and the way freelancer um like in like try and make the freelancers do the work is they pay their 10 percent fee out of their bank account so you have to do the work to get the money back so that means if you were to accept that project to do that work, 25K one day, 2.5K would come out of your bank account instantly to freelancer.com when that was happening. So when you accept it, you're gonna be credited a 10%, so you get a bill from freelancer, just takes it straight out of your bank account. So if someone's taking, you know, freelancers taking 2,500, 10%, as you say, out of your account. Yeah, it would deplete you know, a, a, a lot of people, a lot of people, people. Would, would lose you know, the majority of what's in their bank account from doing that. I mean, some people might not even have 2,500 and they might, they might have less than that and they might incur overdraft charges at the bank or whatever yeah, because they haven't... Yeah, your credit score or stuff like that. maybe jumped before they could walk or ran yeah. before they could walk and they've looked at this and they thought, wow, 25 grand, I could do with that. But then again, you're going to lose the money to start with. Yeah, and exactly. And you might be chasing your tail, so... Yeah. I mean, that's one thing where... Another thing, even if it's not a scam on freelancer.com, you got to be, can I afford to take this project? You know, sure. like you might not be able to do that. Um, but, and then just, just say you did this, you went for it, you paid the fee and then they turn around and go, oh, sorry, it was a mistake. I put an extra zero on the end. It's only 2.5K. So now their project, they're only offering you 2,500, but you've paid 10% of 25K. So even if you completed this full project... You're only getting the same money back that you yeah, lost. Yeah, you break even. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that isn't too... Um, it's like not a scam, is get, it? It's just something to look out for. It's, yeah, because they're not benefiting from that. They're just putting... Like, they're not going to... They don't see that 2.5K freelancer.com do, right? The 10% the, the fee that you pay. So they're not going to keep that. But it's just something to yeah like watch out for, and you you will be able to get in touch with freelancer.com uh, and say that you know this happened, they lowered the price after I accepted, so I need to pay less of a fee, and you'll get the money back. But that can take you know talking to big companies like that to get a refund can take days if not weeks, and if you've got rent to pay and your whole bank account has just been emptied because of this. Um, because of this, you know, light light scam that mm. they didn't think they were doing that much wrong. They just wanted their their um, project to go to the top, so they got the best freelancers bidding it. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's sort of like it's it's not a malicious scam, but 
in, it's playing the, the rules, isn't it? it, a little bit. And, yeah. and, you know, you do get people that will do that. And inevitably, not everyone is going to play by the rules. And, you know, you've got to look out for that. And I think as well, cybersecurity does come into it as well. And, you know, we, we could sit here and talk about cybersecurity for hours. I don't think we will bore everyone by doing that. But simple things like encourage yourself, set a reminder on your phone to change your passwords every mm-hmm. three months. Just change it up a little bit, and I know, especially the, if you have your business banking and all that sort it, of stuff. Exactly, and it's more it's more difficult, I think, for freelancers than people that have sort of employed jobs because you're you're often signed up for a lot of different things as a freelancer. For instance, you might be signed up to to software you use. You might be signed up to all of these different things that you might need to use web different websites that you use for work. You see, yeah, and often people will use the same password for everything. And as much as I much uh, of much of a person that does that as well i do kind of remind myself to change my password every three months or every six weeks just to kind of keep things afresh because even though it's easy to forget these things there's been so many times where i've had bank accounts which i've forgotten my pin number because i haven't used it for so long mm. and it can be a pain in the backside but i'd rather myself forget it and someone else have it does that make sense yeah i'd exactly. rather me forget it and have a bit of hassle having to get it back rather than it being so simple that someone else has got a hold of my pin number and all, you know, goodness knows what sort of carnage could ensue from there. Yeah. So I think it's important just to, to, to sort of do your due diligence, common sense, keep yourself level headed as well. Be sensible with these whole things. Safeguarding yourself, really, against any possible scams. Like we said, it's common sense. Just mm. take a step back from the situation, look at it and see how it feels. If it feels wrong to you, it's bad. But it's also um, just taking the time to look at your own stuff as well. Yeah. Check your email addresses. Check your sent box. Sure. Because people can hack your account and just do quiet stuff like send emails from you. They might be trying to steal your clients and they're sending emails from you saying like, oh, we're retiring. I'm retiring. Use this guy instead, you know. Mm. So just things like that you've all heard about before, but actually do them, you know, check. I know some people hate checking their bank account as well because they're scared to see how much money in there, how much money's in there. But when you're a freelancer and you start to become, you know, a more established, yeah, more established, higher earning, you're probably going to have like, I've got four, four accounts, you know, I've got like a, a European Euro account, I've got a British account, I've got a dedicated business account, I've got like an investment account, yeah, or a marketing account I've as well. Several so, accounts too, yeah. so there's all of these accounts going around and I check them almost every day. It's part of my admin task when I wake up in the morning, I see what money's come in, what money's come out and just make sure it makes sense. Uh, and again, we're checking the emails and stuff like that. Um, but I think, you know, level head, common sense, you will be fine. If there's any scams that you've heard of, if you're a part of the freelancer course, just drop them in the community there to make other freelancers aware. You can at us on Twitter, DM us, uh, and we can share those with you as well. Like I said earlier in the podcast, there is a HMRC one going around at the moment. If you're in England, they're going to call you and say that, you know, tax fraud, you owe us some money, ring us back and pay us. Don't do that. HMRC will never call you. Please don't do that. And please be aware as well, we've got to say this as a little disclaimer, we are not cybersecurity experts. So don't go around saying you got scammed by us because we told you to do something because that's not the case. We're not. We're just freelancers that have been in the same position as you guys and there will be people that look to scam you. But as JB says, if you've got any scams that maybe you can bring light to uh, or shed some light on to the whole community because it's not just me, JB and Stephen, it's you guys as well. So if you've got any scams that you think you want to make people aware of and you're part of the community, you would have already signed up at 100kfreelancerclub.com. You 
would have had your free trial you might even be a part of the course properly you can get involved and let other people know via the discord group or the facebook group what the scams are that are going around or send us a tweet very simple at 100k freelancer on twitter on instagram it's at 100k freelancer club let us know of any scams you might know of that we might have missed or ones to look out for especially for those people that work in the freelance world no one likes to be scammed do they so be good for them to let us know It's the worst feeling. JB knows because it's happened to him before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for another episode of the 100k Freelancer Club podcast. I've been Niall. Thanks very much, JB. Yep. Good being here. Good being here. Good podcast. Good podcast. Strong podcast this time around. Make sure you hit subscribe so you never miss another show. And every time we release a new episode of the 100k Freelancer Club podcast, it will drop straight into your inbox however you listen to your podcast. That's it for now. We'll speak to you again soon.